I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. And it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith in the golf cave. And then again, we've got, uh, I don't know, turkey sandwiches again. Turkey omelets this morning. Uh, I'm sick I'm of it. I'm turkeyed out, dude. I am sick of it. I'm, I'm turkeyed out. I don't even want to call you a turkey. As much as I love to do that, I'm not even going to call you a turkey because I can't say the word turkey anymore. It is it. You know, the one thing that I I really look forward to on Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's the only two dinners that anybody in my family makes these, and it's candied sweet potatoes, which really is candied more candy. Well, yeah, it's, it's more candy than I don't sweet even potatoes. Understand that it's it's sweet potatoes with a very heavy, thick brown sugar glaze. That doesn't even sound good. Oh, try it sometime. Yeah, no, buddy. Thank you. You've yeah. already mentioned sweet potatoes. That's already. I'm out. I'm oh, out. Okay. All right. You're one of those guys. Okay. I understand. Look, they, they look terrible. They taste terrible. It's like eating. I don't know, mush. Well, when, when you put brown sugar on them, they're absolutely delish, but that's okay. That's I am the not going to. same thing people tell me <laughs> when you do something with grits. If you just, if you just stirred it up a little bit better, if you just did this or did that with grits, it'll okay. just not taste like grits. Okay, fine. Okay. How about some charcoal? What do you got to do to charcoal to make that good? I am not going to argue <laughs> with, with your, uh, Taste in, in food or, or lack thereof, <laughs> however you want to look at it. Uh, what we are going to talk about, however, is we're going to touch on a few things. We're going to touch it, talk, we're going to, uh, touch on maybe we might mention some new rankings of some teaching professionals. We might do that. We don't talk too much about the pros, but one of the pros we do talk about, Tyler Duncan, is somebody we got to have a little bit of a conversation about. We're going to have that coming up. The questions most people ask about golf, the the questions that Google says, this is what most golfers want to know. You will be surprised. Stink. <laughs> <laughs> or, or as we said last week, the, the number one question, how can I suck less? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is what we all need to know. But anyhow, we're going to uh, sit back, still can't buckle the belt all the way. And uh, we're just going to uh, talk about golf for the next hour. No turkey. Right here. Stick with us. Because we are those weekend golf guys. We've got a great hour lined up for you. And we would really like you to just uh, hang out. Because that's exactly what we're going to do. Be right back. I am sitting currently right here in front of this microphone wearing the most comfortable pair of sweatpants I have ever owned in my life. And the folks at Mack Weldon told me that's the way it would be. Because they said to me, you know, what we have is better than whatever you're wearing right now. And I said, yeah, right, okay, prove it. So they did. Smart design, premium fabrics, simple shopping. Put it all together and you've got a great shopping experience from MacWeldon.com. Everything from underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, good-looking, most comfortable stuff you will ever wear. Try them because, like they say, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Let them prove it to you, too. Go to MacWeldon.com. Use the promo code WEEKEND to get 20% off your first order. MacWeldon.com, 20% off your first order. When you use the promo code WEEKEND, MacWeldon.com. 
Okay, we're back. Thanks for hanging. We did, and we are here. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith in the Golf Cave, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Indiana. Get in. Get in. Oh, man, you're nice. you're putting again, aren't you? Again. Yeah, sorry. In, indoors. And, yeah. And we're going to have to talk about that nifty little putting uh, gizmo that you've got in there too but first i want to i want to say something and i know that you're trying to direct the conversation away from this because you were so humble and you embarrass very easily but uh from what i understand Who have you been talking to <laughs> me embarrass very easily it was you i think <laughs> i uh maybe maybe you just did something that embarrassed me that could be <laughs> that's, that's why he does carry a sign when we're in public that he holds up every now and again that says i really don't know him so um <laughs> we appreciate that uh but according to golf digest magazine and i understand that they kind of know golf more or less know what they're talking about within the state of indiana and there are a plethora of great golf instructors and golf courses and golf professionals within the state of Indiana. There are. There are. There are some terrific people in this state in our business. They're, they're all have worked very hard and they, and they mm-hmm. all are, are excellent they are. golf professionals. And there's a bunch of teachers there that are really good. They are. They're really, really good. But now and again, everybody has this urge to rank things. And yeah, when that's you, a tough deal. It is tough, especially something as abstract as how good a teacher someone is because that depends on the student really yeah. how good the teacher is right abstract is a good word it's it's tough to put your yeah it's tough to put your finger on it right yeah but but that being said or be that as it may or or any other little cliche you want to throw in here the number one golf instructor in the state of indiana according to golf digest magazine is <laughs> jeff smith which means you know, we, we got a congratulatory pizza on the way to you even as we speak, Mr. Jeff Smith. I want pizza. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's that's right. all you got to do. That's pizza. it. Pizza. <laughs> Send it directly here to the golf course, Timbergate Golf Course, Edinburgh, Indiana. <laughs> there are a couple of local delivery places that mm-hmm. are within, and their phone numbers are all available online. Yes. Yes, we found them very easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we couldn't we couldn't decide which you like the best, so we got Papa sending you one, we got Domino sending you one, and and the hot folks they're sending you one too. So ooh, sweet, yeah, there sweet. you go. You may actually have I'm to like share. Man. See, you might have to See, share. There's benefits to this sort of thing. There is, there is, yeah. man. I get some pizza. Is there? Are there? Will there be people who comb that list? Uh, let's say somebody who lives now. Edinburgh's kind of almost in the middle of the state, isn't it? Or is there just a whole lot north of it's, Indianapolis that I've never seen? Well, there's there's a whole lot north of Indianapolis that you've never seen. Okay. Indianapolis is, is in, in the, the center of the state. Okay. Which to you, Mr. I don't leave Louisville no matter what. No. Um, it's Indianapolis. It's a long haul for you. Yeah, it's right? it. Indianapolis is as far as I need to go. And, um, yeah. you know, the you only thing you hit when. Indianapolis is like the North Pole. <laughs> you it's keep not, going. It's not your one annual trip to Maine. <laughs> Yeah, it's as far north as I'm getting. Mm-hmm. But again, you keep going north of Indianapolis, and all you're going to really hit eventually is Michigan, and who wants to go there? I just said that for my Ohio State friends. Okay, there you go. So anyhow. Uh, but yes, Edinburgh is, um, it's a not quite halfway between Indianapolis and Louisville. Right. Yeah, it's a little closer to Indy. But a I'm just closer to Indy. Yeah. I'm just wondering how many people will be perusing this list, maybe not just do within Indiana, but on the outskirts of Indiana, and say, Jeff Smith, hmm, that's the guy I'm going to go to because I really want to learn how to play this game. Bottom line is, is this going to hurt or is this this more something put it on the wall and smile about for a while? 
No, I, I think uh, the, the people will come. Okay. Uh, they're already doing it. You know, I, I mean, I had a guy last Sunday from Cincinnati. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, he came for a couple hours, and um, we, we ran him through some things, and he was a little bit befuddled on why he hadn't come before. Yeah. The things that we did with him in in two hours' time basically just changed his life. And when I say that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being flippant about it. it it's purely the fact that he had been struggling for a bunch of years. And I just look at him like, okay, why? And he says, well, I've gone to this guy and that guy and the other guy. And, he, you know, and, and names didn't matter. No one brought him to the place of understanding that he was constantly in conflict with his concept and what his body would allow him to do. He was trying to pull off something that his body wouldn't allow him to do. Right. And right. the first thing I did is find out what his body would allow him to do. Mm -hmm. Worked within that framework, and he hit the best golf shots that he'd hit in 20-some years. Yeah. And he looked at me, and then he went outside to play afterwards. And he said, I've never seen anything be so good, so easy, without having any trouble for me to know what it is, to understand why this works. He mm -hmm. says, I have truly been transformed. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't charge him enough. <laughs> that's what i thought yeah you know that right. doesn't surprise me in the least jeff i knew that i didn't charge you enough Dang it. charge more next time the rights go up and we're using your words against you to justify it no but that that is the difference and we have we have said this on repeated occasions we have said this with an evangelical zeal both both intrepid producer mark and i that the difference that we ran into is the same thing. Like you mentioned, you don't say, this is how you do it. Can you do it? You look and see what you can do and say, okay, within the framework of what you can do, here's what you can do. And the improvements come because you're not trying to do something that is so out of the ordinary that you'll never be able to do it. What happens then? People get better quicker. And then what happens? Well, they start saying, hey, this Jeff Smith guy is a freaking genius. And then what happens is that Jeff Smith guy winds up number one on the list of golf teachers in the state of Indiana and uh, getting close to there in the, in, in the in the United States of America, too. You know, it, it's it is neat to to be. Um, it's an honor. Uh, honestly, this is a national magazine. This is not. Hey, this is just Columbus, Indiana's a newspaper. Right. This is it. This is Golf right. Digest. I mean, like we said at the beginning, yeah. these folks know of where they speak. But I, I got to tell you, um, I see on this list full of instructors, mm -hmm. the best in state, I must point out that we have many friends of the show uh -huh. on this list. Doesn't surprise me, many. none. One of them just rang my phone just a second ago that I had to turn him off. Uh -huh. Mr. John Hobbins from oh. uh, New York City. He yeah. teaches in New York City. Mm -hmm. And Mr. John Hobbins... Uh, is uh, is on the list in New York. Cool. I think he's ranked uh, 13th. I'm looking at uh, Louisiana right now. Mr. Brian Manzella. Mm -hmm. He's been on our show a couple of times. Mm -hmm. He's ranked not only as the best uh, teacher in the state of Louisiana, but he is ranked 28th overall in the country. Yeah. Not too shabby, guy. Right? Not, not too, too shabby. shabby. So if yeah. we looked at a few things, right? If we looked at at, at some states and some places for, for people that we have had on our show, right? We go to, we go to some great places. How about the state of New York, right? Yeah. 
looking at this. Who, who's on here? Wait, wait, New Jersey, you know, right? We got a uh, friend of the show, Mike Adams. Uh-huh. Uh, we have had Mike Adams on the show. He is ranked the, the number two uh, teacher overall in the, in the country. Yeah. Um, certainly one of my friends and mentors, but uh, mm-hmm. Fiddler's Elbow uh, in, in Bedminster Township, he is there. Uh, we have had Mike on our show. Yes, we have. Um, in in uh, in New York, I'm looking at on number eight, Mister the one and only, Mister James Hong. We have had the Donut King yep. on our radio show. How many times? Two, three times. Now? Yeah, exactly. We multiple. Yeah. He's he's a multiple time right. guest. He's he's got the medal. Right. And um, yeah, and he's he's also uh-huh. a funny dude, man. And if you're anywhere around he's that great. area. You know, stop in. I don't know if he prefers Dunkin's or Krispy Kremes, but, uh, you know, stop in, get a dozen, bring it by. It's, you know, and, and, you know, he'll give you a golf lesson for a dozen donuts. I, you know, it's a great deal for him. (laughs) I promise. That's all he asked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least the first time. And then, and then it gets like that. But what (laughs) we just got to say, congratulatory salutations to our man, um, who has been such a help not only to us personally, but to the show and the show's listeners in general. And uh, for the past five years has made this uh, um, one of the better golf shows in the world. And we have, we have those awards to prove too. So uh, appreciate it, Mr. Jeff Smith. And when we come right back, we're going to talk just briefly about some of Jeff's students. One of which is uh well, he's on his way to being very famous and probably very comfortable financially. We'll be right back. Don't, don't you move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golfguys. Did you ever wonder why guys, every guy, I mean, it's like this everywhere. Guys keep their socks and underwear in the top drawer. It's funny. We'll have to do some research and figure that out. I was looking for some new top drawer stuff. And I found some, some top of the line top drawer stuff from Mac Weldon, because Mac Weldon has the most comfortable underwear, socks, undershirts that I've ever, ever worn. They also have hoodies and shirts and sweatpants, and it all is the most comfortable stuff that you will ever wear. They'll prove it to you, too. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they will still refund you, no questions asked. I, myself, not only got the underwear and shirts, but I've got the most comfortable pair of sweatpants I have ever worn in my life. So, go to MacWeldon.com, use the promo code WEEKEND when you check out, and you'll get 20% off your first order. MacWeldon.com, use the promo code WEEKEND and get your 20% off your first order. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is the number one golf teacher in the state of Indiana, and, uh, and he is at the Golf Cave in Edinburgh, Indiana, at Timbercake Golf Course. Mr. Jeff Smith, and um, you know, we mentioned that his his technique, his approach, is a little bit different in as much as he will watch you ascertain what you can do before he tells you what to do. Because it gets very frustrating for both teacher and student, I would imagine, to be told to do something that would work if only your body would be able to do it. And a lot of times our bodies aren't able to do the things that we would be told to do by some golf instructors who, you know, all things being equal, will tell you how to do stuff. So that that is it. But you do have a student. You have a student who has been a student since he was a mere wisp of a lad. 
And I've known you, him for a long time. He's a he's a great young man. You coached and, him uh, and mentored him through college, through high school, the junior programs through high school. Uh, helped him out a little bit when he went to Purdue, and have been known to give him a tip or two when he asks. Now that he uh, has just uh, entered his third year on the PGA Tour, and as of last weekend, in a three-hole playoff against Webb Simpson, won his first ever PGA tournament. And we're talking, of course, about one of the pros that we talk about, Tyler Duncan. You know, I'll tell you a little bit about Tyler. Um, humble. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. Calm. Steady. He's a terrific guy. Now, he's 30 years old, so, I, you know, he's, he's not a kid. Yeah. Um, but I've known him since, you know, he was in eighth grade. And he has always had that demeanor. And he has always done one thing, John, that I know that that you don't do, that has made him um, basically a very wealthy man right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has worked very hard at his golf game. Yeah, he actually practices. I know. Yeah. He does. Yeah. But yet he has had the dream. I, I listened to him in his uh, post-win interview. Yeah. Yeah. And they asked him, well, what, what's your, what's your dream in golf? And he's like, this is it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I saw yes. that and went, yep, that is, that encapsulates the man completely right there. Yeah. It, it, it yep. I'll tell you, no one has worked harder and, and it, I have been, uh, fortunate to, uh, have been part of his journey. Mm-hmm. He is the reason for his success. Yeah. Yeah. He has great family behind him. Uh, he's got a, a, an uncle who was on the nationwide tour. And Tyler looked up to, or did and still does, uh, looks up to his uncle as his mentor and the, his, um, his reason for, for playing. Mm-hmm. And, he caddied for his uncle. There was a time where, uh, there was a time where Tyler was out of school after college and turned professional and messed up his shoulder, uh, tore his, uh, labrum part of the, part of the shoulder joint mm-hmm. and couldn't play, but his uncle was still out playing and his uncle was winning some money out on the nationwide tour and Tyler was caddying for him. And interestingly enough, uh, you know, during his rehab and comeback, his uncle was actually very instrumental in that. Certainly was, he was helping him out quite a bit, uh, you know, come back and, and certainly did an awful lot for him in, in golf and life. Um, and interestingly enough, when Tyler played in the U.S. Open uh, at um, it's a place down in, out in uh, Oregon, where was that? Chambers Bay. Okay. His uncle was out there on the back. Ah. Reverse the rolls. Very and cool. How neat is that? That is very cool, man. Absolutely right? fantastic. It's always nice when family has has not only the desire to help out each other, but the expertise necessary to accomplish yeah. a goal. Right. And I know we we're all excited when he uh, was playing in the U.S. Open, uh, when he made yeah. the cut in the U.S. Open. Um, up, up until he uh, won last week, uh, he had only finished two uh, times in the top – Top five, um, 
Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he had his, his regular, his, his, his PGA tour debut after coming off of what was then the web.com tour. He leads after day one, day two and day three. He's in the final group mm-hmm. on day four and finishes and, and finishes type T four. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific for his very first uh, official PGA tour start. Now, they called the U.S. Open a PGA Tour start. But for the most people, they don't consider that a PGA Tour event in their own mind, even though it is registered that. So that was technically his right. second PGA right. Tour start. But everybody kind of thinks of the U.S. Open as a standalone event. As Well, I mean, it's, right. it's run by the USGA, not the PGA Tour. So I guess yeah. you, can, you can get away with thinking it like that. Yeah. So, so anyway, but nonetheless. And, you know, and, and so – to, to have this situation where he is coming down the stretch and what he did in his final four holes of play were just mind-blowing. And, and I got to gotta say, man, you're, you're practicing your putting right now, and it is something that you teach well and, and you preach well, the whole P thing. Uh, not putting P word, but practice yeah. P word. Um, yeah. those, the birdie putt he had on 18 to tie and the birdie putt he had on 18 – two holes later to win were not easy putts. No, they were not. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, that was, you know, one of the things that we had worked on um, when he was around Columbus, Indiana more mm-hmm. was we spent a long time on, could he see his line? Was he standing in a place that when he tipped over and lined up his putter, that he could actually see his putter face online mm. and when he did he was amazing simply amazing and you but uh, he struggled with that for a little while but you did um, you but, did give him the technique necessary to do it correctly i would imagine yeah he's able to do that now and um you know it it's something that's pretty darn important because a lot of people always work on their stroke mechanics yeah and i'm not suggesting in any way that that Tyler never worked on stroke mechanics. What I'm suggesting here is the missing ingredient at the time was, could he aim the face of his putter where he thought he was aiming the face of his putter? And he certainly did this past week. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I mean, and that's a problem that so many golfers have. So many of us have that, that, we're we're aimed where we we're not supposed to aim because we don't know where we're aimed. We think we're aimed where we want to go, but then the ball doesn't go yeah. there, and we wonder what we did wrong. Uh, nothing wrong, as you say, with the stroke mechanics. What was wrong was with the aim to begin with, the alignment. And the truth is, is that once he got that down. He put in so much work to get that correct, but he also put in so much work to get his stroke correct. And then he figured out which putter he could actually putt best with. And he, and he struggled with that for a little while, as most golfers do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure it all out. He did to putt the best. And he wound up winning his very first, and there will be more, mm-hmm. PGA Tour event. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is, is once you win, it's, it's like the floodgates open. First, now he has what a two year or a three year, um, through, through 22. So a, yeah. a two year 
exemption, really. Two-year exemption. He's automatically in now in the master's field. He's automatically in in the player's champion field, um, player's championship. Um, And there's a few other uh, big-time tournaments that he automatically qualifies. Tournament champions in Hawaii. Yes, there you go. Right. So the poor boys. uh, 500 (laughs) FedEx points right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, he's what number eleven now on the FedEx standings, and um, yeah. I mean that's just just an entire new world of professional golf has opened to him as a winner, and it's it's nice to see somebody you know not one of the young Turks, not one of the huge hitters, although he does average over what they were saying two ninety off hey, the tee. Hey, let's uh, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. He is a a small man compared to. The rest of them, yeah, he's five foot eight and one hundred and fifty pounds, Jeez. and his driving average is uh, is out there at, at two eighty plus. Yeah, don't yeah. think for a second that he can't haul off and smack one three twenty. No, because he can, he can and he does. <laughs> and and he had a hundred and what one hundred and seventy eight yards seven iron. Into a green during the playoff, which yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. So let's, okay. Let's think, about, <laughs> let's think about that. That was a 465-yard hole that he hit driver seven iron to uh, hole high. Yeah, yeah, hole high. So in in two swings, yeah. he moved a ball 465 yards. One of them was with a seven iron. So for the, there's people out there go, oh, he's a little guy. He's a short hitter. No. Mm-hmm. That guy's got all kinds of uh, all kinds of gas in the tank. Yeah, but yeah. he knows his golf swing so well. He knows his body. He knows what he can control and still hit hard. Yep. And what blade of grass he can land it on. <laughs> yeah. That is a deadly combination. <laughs> it is, and as as the announcer said after another one of his iron shots was yet another perfectly struck iron. Is uh, is how they they were extolling the virtues of his game, which goes back to yeah. how well he's been taught. All right, we've got questions. You may have a question. How can I play that well? Well, that question and the other big questions that Google says most golfers want to know. We're going to talk about those and and maybe even give you some answers when we come right back. We are all those weekend golf guys. Hang out. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. I have this problem. In fact, a lot of us share the same problem. But you go to bed at night, and if you're like me, you, you can't get your brain to stop. It just keeps going, whether it's anxiety or, or what. It just takes so long to calm down and actually fall asleep that by the time I wake up in the morning, I have not had a very good night's sleep. I've tried everything, over-the-counter, prescriptions, and then I found Fields. Fields, F-E-A-L-S. What is it? It's a premium CBD delivered directly to my doorstep every month. And what it does naturally helps reduce my stresses and my anxieties and those little nagging aches and pains you really don't notice until you try to fall asleep and overall sleeplessness. Fields has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. You need to become a member by going to fields.com slash weekend, and you will get 50% off your first order with free shipping. F-E-A-L-S dot com 
slash weekend to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Fields.com slash weekend. And it is us, those weekend golf guys. We are back again. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. And that's, of course, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. That's where the number one teacher in the state of Indiana hangs his hat and uh, the rest of his trophies and all that kind of good stuff. We've got questions. You've got questions. Questions abound everywhere about golf. I mean, and we're not talking the one like, why do I Why do I do this to myself? Why do I keep trying to play this game? I mean, that was Are the question. Sure that's not like the number one question? <laughs> that's the questions I was asking yesterday, man. You know, <laughs> along with, why do I think 48 degrees is warm enough to play this game? I'm sorry. You can tell me to layer up all you want to, but it's still uncomfortable. But it is good to play in the cold weather because you have an excuse for not hitting the ball very far. Well, that's because the balls are cold and the clubs and the shafts and me. You know, they make flannel pants, John. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I, I was yeah. reading an article from Google and on the two, three, four, five, six, yeah, about ten top ten questions over the past year that golfers have asked Google. At least they assume they're golfers because the questions have to do with golf. Number one, 8,000 people a month on average ask how to hold or grip a golf club. And really? we have, yes. On Google. On Google. Like they're Googling that? They're Googling that. Great Googling, they're, Googling. They're looking for some video or something to show them. They're looking for someone to show them exactly how to hold it and grip it. Because, and I think that the, the confusion in the answer to this question is because so many different people have so many different answers to that question. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that there is not one right way to hold it, but there is one right way to hold it, and that is to grip it the way your hands lie naturally. That would be the one right way, the only right way. But that grip is going to be different depending on how your hands hold, fall, right? Yeah, there's there's truth in what you say, not complete, and but then nothing ever is. Right. Right? Right. Certainly, you know, when someone says I'm a right-handed golfer and then how should I put my left hand on, I'm going to just say we're going to start with how's your arm hanging down. Right. And let's get the club to run up the shaft, run up our arm, right? Get the shaft in line with the arm and grip it that way. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, that's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I'm looking for it for function because I know what it's supposed to do. But fortunately for us – we can match up function with how our bodies work. Right. And it's really not that difficult. People like to make it that difficult, but it's really not. It is It is not. And uh, uh, it is not at all that difficult. And intrepid producer, excuse me a second. This is what happens when you play golf in 48 degrees. You get sick. Uh, intrepid producer Mark would attest to that because with one simple 10 seconds. You watched him swing. You told him how to make one correction. And now he's hitting it straighter and much longer than he ever did. And it was all where his thumb was. Period. End of sentence. Yeah. That was it. That was the entire lesson. It's all he needed. And it was great. So now the questions go from that being number one. Um, around 7,000 people each want to know how to hit a golf ball or how to swing a golf club. <laughs> one, one you need to know really well to uh, answer number the other. But those those are very I don't know I guess the answer to those questions would be take a lesson I mean how else do you answer those questions man You know the truth is is that the answer is how do we learn Yeah Well we have to go somewhere or take some sort of action Right that gets us the the information that we personally need Now define lesson 
as is that uh, show up on Jeff Smith's doorstep at the Sagamore Club or at Timbergate Golf Course and start asking questions and let's go? Is it go to a seminar that I might be teaching, a clinic, so to speak, that I might be teaching? Both of which can get you good information, but the clinic thing is broader scale information Mm -hmm. where the lesson is more individualized. So the answer is for many of these things, if you're talking about specifics related to the individual golfer, take the lesson. Exactly. That's, that's the answer. Uh, Take the lesson. Don't be too proud. Take the lesson. Exactly. Jack Nicholas took lessons. Yeah. Man, all the pros do. Tiger Woods took it. They all do. And here's the thing. They call them coaches, not teachers. That's right. They all call them coaches. Yeah. Who's my coach? Right. Right. That's really it. That's it. Coaching programs. Yep. One people don't want to be taught. They they're okay with being coached. Yeah. Because coached makes the people them feel like athletes. <laughs> athletes have that's, coaches. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but teachers have students. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Understand <laughs> understand the difference, semantics. man. All semantics and psych- psychology. Uh the other yes. questions come up. We touched on this. How to calculate a golf handicap. Well, that's changed. Basically, the answer to that question is pay your $35 to the gin system and let the computer do it. That's truly the easiest, best way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It falls under the heading of <laughs> don't try to do this stuff at home. Yes. Uh, here's another one that, no good. that you may or may not agree with. Don't try this at home. But the other question was how to regrip golf clubs. Yeah. A lot of people want to do that stuff themselves because, it, it, look, there's a lot of us, and I throw us, me, into the picture of this. That are hands-on, we feel like we want to do something on our own, right? We want to take some action that means that we are not a complete waste of time, right? We want to actually do something. Right. So people like to think that they can grip their own clubs because, number one, it's not complicated. Number two, they want to save money on it. Feel like I should be able to do this myself. Yeah, you should. You should, yeah. You should. Uh You ought to be able to do it yourself. So, yeah. Regripping golf clubs, you can do that yourself. It's also something that a lot of us do uh, because a, a large majority of golfers in the country don't have 12-month seasons. So it's something you can do out in the garage during the winter when you can't play golf that can still make you feel like you're doing something with golf. You can yeah, that's right. You're still touching your clubs. Right. You regrip your clubs. You're not just cleaning them, right? Yeah, you clean them. You you just sharpen them, sharpen the grooves, you know, all that stuff you can do. And how to clean golf clubs was another question on the list, which kind of confused me. I mean, it's okay. Um, that's like, you cl- how do you clean anything else? No big secret. Golf clubs work like any other thing made out of metal, you know? Yeah. Um, There's a brush and some water. and Yeah. And maybe you some know, soap. You get, you get a little hot water and throw a little soap in brush there. And you, can, you can do a lot of things. That's it. The last three, however, now these, these really surprised me that these were the bottom three of the top ten. And and they had okay. less than two thousand people asking on a monthly average. Number seven or number eight rather was how to fix a slice. Now I thought that was probably I can't believe that's not high up on the list. That, exactly my point. That should have been number two because that's something uh, over ninety percent of golfers are afflicted with slicing, and it just surprised me. Is there an a- easy answer to that, or is it uh, again? Take a lesson or 12. There's look, the answer to, to that question can be delivered in broad sense, right? It can be the, the, but the reason that a single person is slicing is different 
but the solutions are broad sense, very similar. Uh, move the club face in a different way than the, than the way you're doing it now, mm -hmm. you know, from across the ball, one direction to across the ball in the other direction right? and have the, the club face pointing in a, in a different direction than what it is when it hits the ball. Those are, those are things that will stop a ball from slicing. Yeah. Right. So if you're currently hitting a slice, your club face is open relative to its swing path. So you can change the club face and you can also change the swing path. Now that is broad information that does apply to all in terms of what must get done. And now there's the, why is this particular person doing it? And that's where you go take the lesson. Right. Right. The number 10, we'll skip number nine for a quick minute, but number 10 was how to hit a draw in golf. And, um, my my question to you is how not to hit a power draw because I always overcooked it just a little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is what right. you say yeah, when you want people to think that you 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 meant it to do that, just not that much. Just <laughs> not that much, right? You know what's funny about that is that only works for people who draw the ball. Yeah, yeah, because that whole power draw thing has a little bit less um, laughable characteristics to when people call things a power fade. Right, right. Yeah. That's just a slice and everybody knows it. Right. And and there's 80 zillion golfers out there trying to hit a uh, power draw mm -hmm. as opposed to a power fade. Right. Right. <laughs> so – it, it doesn't sound quite as hokey as the power fade does when you really see a ball careening off to 45, <laughs> 50 yards. Right. Yeah. And then number nine was, again, one that surprised me in how low down the top 10 list it is. Because it's a problem, I think, again, that, that over 90% of golfers have, and that's how to chip. That's that's probably the, the biggest problem Um keeping us from breaking whatever our number is, is not being able to chip well. How do you fix that easily? Or can you? Well, there's a couple things. Um, in, in chipping well, landing spot is probably the biggest thing that people screw up. Or excuse me, um, they just don't get it right. Okay. <laughs> Landing spot, as in where does the club land on the ground? Oh, okay. Not where does because the ball land, but where does the club land? No. Okay. I got you. Okay. Where's the club land on the ground? <laughs> it is the most important landing spot there is. Because a lot of times I say landing spot and everybody automatically goes to the ball landed on the green where? Right. No. It's where did the club land? Where did the club first touch earth? That's the bigger deal. Okay. That's something that's truly critical. Because if you get that landing spot wrong, the rest of it is inconsequential. Because if you fat it because you landed the spot in the, the club in the wrong place, you don't have a good shot. Yeah. And if you sculled it because you landed the club, the club in the wrong place, then you still got a bad shot. Right. So the point is, is if you can get your landing spot of the club to the ground, you get that right. And you have instantly gone a long way toward being good at what you're doing. Yeah. 
very good. Yeah. And and the whole um, rigmarole of, of putting the ball back in your stance, uh, uh, forward in your stance and things like that is something that that we totally misunderstand, I think, as amateur golfers. Well, um, and they and they overdo what they think they're supposed to do. Right. Right. And that's a large scale problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're always thinking, I have to do this, and then they try to do a lot of it. To, and, and the excessive amounts of things is that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Because oh. they're trying things is, and they're excessive. And, they, and you just don't need excessive at all. There's nothing about excessive that helps anybody. Top 10 questions on for golfers on Google on an average month. How to hold a golf club, how to hit a golf ball, how to swing a golf club, how to calculate a handicap, how to drive a golf ball, how to regrip clubs, how to clean golf clubs, how to fix a slice, how to chip a golf ball, and how to hit a draw. In order, one through ten. The answer is the same for all of them. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golf guys and just show up whenever Jeff has another one of his golfinars because he will address these and every other problem you may have. All you got to do is just watch and listen, and it's free. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. No, excuse me. Facebook.com slash golfguys. And just follow along and you will be uh, alerted each time Jeff comes on and does live. Or you can always go to $5 Golf Club too and see some of the uh, videos that Jeff has already done there. And uh, we'll talk about that too. But we've got some more time together and we're going to come right back. We hope you do too. Don't you move. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. If you do a lot of work online, especially if you do it from a public place like a coffee shop, a Starbucks or something, you really need a VPN, a virtual private network. ExpressVPN is the fastest virtual private network I've tried, and I've tried a bunch of them, and I know how you can get it for less than 7 bucks a month, and that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. But there's an extra special spiff. Using ExpressVPN, you can spoof your location so you can buy the International Game Pass for just 125 bucks and stream all of the NFL games left in the season all of them protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com weekend that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s v as in virtual p as in private n as in network.com e-x-p-r-e-s-s vpn.com weekend for three months free with a one-year package visit expressvpn.com weekend to learn more Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golfguys. Okay, so now we've answered your top 10 questions, hopefully. And again, if we haven't, you just go to facebook.com slash golfguys and and ask there, and uh, your questions can be answered. We've talked about uh, Tyler Duncan, one of our three top favorite pros to talk about, because he's now big-time winner, and he's going to be showing up. And I'm sure he will be getting some some television coverage now because he's he, he has moved up an echelon in the uh, PGA professional ranks. Yeah, there'll be there'll there'll certainly be some magazine articles, and there'll be you know a few things about his golf swing, and right. there'll be all kinds of stuff that yeah. will happen. 
That'll be great. Right. And we, we all look yeah. forward to it. And then, of course, congratulatory salutations once again for the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana, as determined by Golf Digest magazine. And they get that information by asking people. They ask, they ask tons of people. Jeff's name came up once again, uh, this time at the very tippy top of the list. So I guess we could recap the whole episode here by saying, if you want to learn how to play golf better, just call Jeff. Yeah, you know? that could work. You can't, you can't do, uh, much better than, you know, number one in the state of Indiana. A lot of people scoff Indiana. <laughs> That's where Pete Dye is from. Um, I mean, there's a Pete Dye golf trail there. It's where Fuzzy Zeller's from. There are so many. It's where Tyler Duncan's from. There are just so many That's right. great golf courses and great golfers that have hailed from the uh, state of Indiana that Indiana really, I don't think, gets its just just desserts uh, when you start talking about, about this? meccas about for golf. How about this thought about Indiana that people don't know or wouldn't really like to hear? Okay. The state of Indiana is number nine in states that produce college golfers. Whoa. Little old Indiana, right? Yeah. You, you wouldn't think that, would you? No. You'd, think, you'd think it would be the southern states and, and the west coast. I'm sure Guess numbers what? one through eight are there, but uh, that's that's none too shabby, man. Mm. Niner, niner. Yeah. You got it. All right, listen, yep. uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, you need to go there. Uh, we've won a few awards, too, for the show. You can go there and uh, check out yeah, all, of the, all of the back uh, shows that you may have missed, all the information from Jeff you may need to take in. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. And uh, follow along. And again, just uh, Twitter, at WKNDGolfguys. We like following Twitter more than tw- tweeting. But, uh, you know, just go there. All right. Any questions you have, you can get through to us at any of those locales. And in the interim, whether it's hot, cold, whatever, uh, just go out and, and play some golf. 